Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. And we are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is March 21st in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. Don't know if you know who Jesus is. If, if you don't, we do encourage you to get to know him today. Here's the bad news. I do have to give you that first. We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from eternal damnation. And uh, you will begin to want to start living for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Lord. We do bring back our usual uptime panel. We do have Brother Bob Barber, Brother Kevin Hookman, and of course, Brother Michael Pels. Thank you all for coming back on. Wasn't that a powerful intro, folks? Amen. Tears in my eyes, man. That is coming from Heaven's War, um, and uh, that is the, uh, I think it's also called, uh, a.k.a. Beyond the Darkness. And uh, that is, uh, actually, we've been given permission to uh, to have that as an intro today. So uh, thank you to uh, Danny, uh, who has, owns the copyright to that, and realchristian.com. So realchristian.com, you want to go there. Uh, we do have verse of the day from biblegateway.com today. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreads out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he comes. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Amen. That's Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. Amen. God bless you, brothers. And uh, let's start with you, Brother Bob Barber. What's going on? What's going on? Well, just like you and everybody else on this panel and everybody else watching, we are coming, basically coming at us at all angles now. And it's getting to a point where it's like, it's hard to focus really on any specific topic now because you want to, you want to, do you want to concentrate on what the government's doing? Do you want to concentrate on what Israel's doing? What about the UFOs? And what about, you know, what's going on with our government? What's going on with Christian persecution? You know, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? It's just becoming a blur now. Okay, uh, I think uh, Michael, you did a pretty good. Uh, you, you said something earlier that really rang a bell <laughs> about how oh. uh, basically it's uh, uh, we're talking about the dam. Remember, mm. basically yep, the yep, dam yep. breaking, and right yep. now it's just like you're just throwing your arms up in the air. Yeah, it's almost like whiplash. You know, <laughs> looking so fast from the left to right, and your head's on a pivot, and it's almost makes you dizzy because things are happening at such a rapid pace now it's almost staggering to see things converging and these prophetic parallels and um foreshadowings that are actually coming to pass unlike we've never seen before and it's it's interesting because every year it's gotten more and more intense but i just can't imagine another year beyond this year i mean you know i what do you think about that kevin yeah i mean this the, the the things that are going on right now are not 
the things aren't getting better for the world. <laughs> like the people yeah. in them are not, re- the people that are in charge and in leadership are not repenting. I mean, we are calling them out. The salt, right? The light is actually calling them out and saying, this is debased. This is not right. This is not scriptural. This is, uh, you know, le- uh, you know, basically doing whatever's right in your own eyes. There's no holiness involved with this. This is hypocrisy. We are calling this out, but they are not changing. They just double down. They just, so it's not hard to see that these same people are the ones who are going to be blaspheming God in the tribulation. That's how close we are. I mean, this group of people that are here on this earth have no intentions of backing down or repenting or changing their ways. Right. It's, yeah. it's just, it gets worse and worse every day. I think that we see that. And that's, and so, you know, it, all it does is show us how close things are right now to, to, to going to this final seven years to this uh, tribulation period of time when the testing happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we already know what they're, what, what a lot of people are going to do. I mean, a multitude are going to come to salvation. That's, that's awesome. But then also a multitude are going to continue to, to do what they do and double down and not repent. Right. There ain't yeah. going to be no justice here right now. Yeah. I mean, look, you got uh, Biden and Hunter meeting with those Russian oligarchs. They met with two of them, and they escaped the sanction, uh, U.S. sanctions and stuff. And Republicans, they, yeah, we're going to go after, we're going to investigate them. And in the meantime, Biden has uh, uh, Merrick Garland in charge of the DOJ. He's the attorney general. So basically the fox is watching the hen house. Okay. Yeah. And so he ain't going to do nothing against Biden. In fact, he works for Biden. And then you have, in order to impeach Biden, you need to have a majority rule in the Senate. And unfortunately, you got 51 Democrats, 49 Republicans, and 18 of those Republicans are traitors. Okay. So Biden is never, he's not going anywhere. Well, in order to, he's going to continue to wreck this country for the next two years or for however long we're here. Pretty obvious. In order to convict him, Bob, you need to have two thirds majority in the Senate. Yeah, I mean, you need you need a simple majority in the House to to impeach, but then to convict, you need two thirds. You need sixty seven senators. That's not yeah, going mean, to happen. It didn't no. happen with Trump, and it's not going to happen here with Biden for sure. I mean, I don't even know if they're ever even going to do um, letters of impeachment um, against him in the House. Uh, so, you know, I'm I, I, I am so. So through with this whole, <laughs> this whole yeah. left right. So, but the, the fact is, is that the is that that there's no there's no backbone to actually do anything that like does justice, right? So that's why, Bob, when you said there's not there's not going to be justice, you're, you're absolutely right. The, yeah. the justice is going to be uh, is going to be handed out by God himself. I mean, he is going to send justice to this world through the tribulation. And then his son, who's also God himself, is going to come down and rule with justice for a thousand years. So that's when that's going to happen. Before that, if you're looking for justice, you're going to have a wait. 
And uh, it, I think think it's really interesting that you mentioned repentance, Kevin, and how people just keep you know going down the same roads and the same path. Yeah. And something that really just kind of came to mind right as you were saying that was Matthew twenty four. You know how we have wars and rumors of wars, and the pestilence, and the famines, and the earthquakes, right? And Jesus said that these would be the beginning of sorrows. But what mm-hmm. came to mind was Second Corinthians seven ten. For godly sorrow worketh to repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Mm. Isn't that kind of what we see here at this time where we see all these converging circumstances? We have this huge occurrence of the sorrows of the world that are taking place. You have some who are turning Mm -hmm. to the Lord, right? And then we have some who are just doubling down in their own way. And it's Mm. so amazing how we literally see Scripture coming to pass just as of course we always knew it was going to come to pass but it's amazing to live through this time to actually witness it for our own wow. selves you know it's like whoa what you really verse. see this 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 encapsulates everything we mm. just talked about and encapsulates what the world is going through right now i mean those who who come to repentance receive salvation and uh the free gift after you know they come to repentance by changing their mind about things, about yep. turning 180 Amen. degrees from where they were, going down the road's path, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the world's path down the road, changing that and putting on a different spiritual way of thinking and mm. uh, and accepting a sacrifice and the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when you do that, the sorrows of the world go away. They, they don't, the, the, sure, you're going to have, troubles, you're going to have tribulations, you're going to have those things, but you have things to look forward to (laughs) that are outside of this world. Mm -hmm. This is not our kingdom, right? That's right. And so, but the, but the world, what do they have? They've got sorrow because they have nothing to look forward to. That's why they want to do something here on earth to make it better their utopia. And they want to live here forever. They want to do whatever it takes, transhumanism or whatever it is, in order to continue on here because they have nothing that they're not storing their treasures in heaven. Well, that's the elite, right? So the elite wants the transhumanism, but even the people below that, they want money. They want fame. They want greed, right? They want things of the world. They don't want this stuff that we have um, because they don't see it. They don't see what we have. I mean, we have something more precious than silver and gold, folks. Amen. This is, I mean, I mean, you can't buy this. You can't buy this. And I look back in my own life and say, wow, if only I had known earlier, you know, this, this information, it's hard to say where I would have been when I was early, younger at that stage. Um, but I got to tell you, when I look back now, I say, man, if I only had known a little bit earlier about the Lord Jesus Christ and all, all meanwhile, practicing Roman Catholicism, I had religion, folks. I didn't have Jesus. I had religion. I had another Jesus that was being worshipped there. Yeah, and that's what the world does. They say, "Look at all these religious people and how and the things they do that are so bad." And it's like you—they just don't get it, do they? They just they don't, don't understand it. it. Nope. They don't understand it. There is no, there's no one here on this world in this world that's going to to not sin and not do something. But the difference is, is that when someone sins against you, you forgive them. Uh, and that's the Lord's prayer, right? Forgive us as we forgive those who mm-hmm. sin or trespass against us. 
It's a, it, like, Father, for, forgive me. Well, are you forgiving your brother? You know, and and th- that's the thing is that they don't forgive. The, the the world just doesn't. They 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 want to point out your faults and they want to say that you're you know uh, a hypocrite for for sinning. <laughs> but that is not the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy yeah. is to 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 not understand w- that the Creator is is alive <laughs> and, and, and to yeah. worship the creation rather than the creator and things like that. That is the ultimate blasphemy and hypocrisy that we see. Yeah. And then they, they tell you that, you know, Hey, you're supposed to be religious. You're not supposed to do anything wrong. <laughs> Whoever said that, I, I mean, that's definitely not in the Bible. Um, it, it, it's, it's basically uh, this relationship that we have with the, with our redeemer and with the mm-hmm. creator of the universe and it's a relationship and, it, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit who indwells you is it, like, is the one that's prodding you. Right. You like go start walking down this path and all of a sudden you just like, whoop, steers you right back over there. And the farther you go down, you know, this Michael, the farther you go down that path, the wrong way, the more the whip comes out. But, yeah. that, but that's good because it is good. Yeah. The problem is, is if you go down that path too far and you quench the spirit, then you hear it anymore, and that is that's really bad. So you got to hit rock bottom when you're there, and then come back. Hopefully, you don't have to go down that far. But the yeah. world is just going down this path to just just leads directly to destruction and death. Mm. Amen. Couldn't have said that better myself. I mean, it's funny because in that relationship, in that walk, I know I've mentioned this before, but you you learn to love all every aspect of God, obviously, but you love the rod as much as you love the staff, right? Mm -hmm. And we have both of them pictured in Psalms 23 as we're going through this valley of the shadow of death. He has to be there with the rod, but his Mm -hmm. grace, it reminds me of the strength of the law, right? And um, it was really interesting. I was uh, reading something. And I thought it was really amazing. It was Romans 7, 7, and he talked about uh, – Paul's talking about how when the the law revived or sin revived and he, he died, right? And um, horribly paraphrasing that. But I was reading 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, and it was funny because as I was reading it, it was like the Holy Spirit just connected these verses for me. And it said uh, – uh, start, we'll start in verse 8, and this is Second Corinthians 1, 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of the trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, and so much that we despaired even of life. So there we go, talking about what Kevin was talking about. We're not going to be having this joyride. You know, it's, it's, we have ultimate joy in the Lord, but we also share in Christ's sufferings. You know, we are set apart. That's what being holy is, right? We're set apart from the world. God's pulled us out of this world, and that can be difficult, not in maybe the conventional way that you would might think difficult is, but, you know, that may be not having friends at work, not having friends at school, not being able to go to the movies anymore. And I know that sounds really small, but for some people that's a big deal because, you know, we kind of climatize. Thanks be to God to the level to where we're at, you know, because there's some people who have persecution in other countries, you know, they risk life and limb. And um, going in verse 9, it said, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust 
in ourselves, but in God which raiseth from the dead. And I thought that was so cool because we have the rod, right? And whenever we start either slipping, we start turning off that path, and we start falling for the old way, right, where we see in Galatians 3 where people try to start justifying themselves by what they did, we have that reminder, right, that rod to beat us back to grace, and it's such a beautiful thing. And when the, when I was reading that, and the Lord was just just opening my eyes, to that, I was like, God, you are just you're just so perfect so awesome. in all your ways. You're so mm. awesome. Amen. You literally keep us in every facet. Everything that you have designed has been just for us, just Love to it. keep us and keep us in relationship with you. So it's <laughs> it's you know it's not. Yeah. Because we're all like sheep, right? We're prone to wander. And I'm, man, you know, I don't take any pleasure in saying this, but I'm uh, I'm a sheep, guys, and I'm happy. And I, I really wanted to say this to you guys because I thought it may be encouraging to you guys out there. But and, um, when we're talking about this, right, because it's Jesus, right, who's going to deliver us from this this mess you know everything that we're in but jesus said i am the door in john 10 verses mm -hmm. 9 through 10 he said i am the door and if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out so if you can imagine this gated area right where there's the door the gate and you go in and then out to find pasture and it says and the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy but i have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly amen and I was like, Lord, this is so awesome. So we know throughout all the Old Testament, the pictures of the Good Shepherd. It's Jesus, right? He's the Good Shepherd. It's all about so Jesus. when, yeah, you know, when he calls you and he knows you by name and you, the Lord draws you and you hear his voice, you're his sheep and you believe, you're in his care. So are you people who saying, oh, well, you can just walk away from the Lord, then you're saying he's not a good shepherd, that he's mm -hmm. not able to leave the 99 and go after the one. Mm -hmm. We are just sheep, guys. God is the shepherd. Mm -hmm. He's the one who's able. And to, for, so if anyone ever tries to say that God's not able, just point him back to that and say, look, <laughs> throughout, throughout the whole Bible, we have these beautiful illustrations and stories and the testimony of the Lord that shows us that he is able in every situation, no matter where you are. That's right. Yeah, if, they, if, if, if God was not able, I mean, why worship him? I mean, not very, not very good, not very powerful. I mean, what's the point? Um, you know, our God that we that we have, the only God, the only true God, there's many false gods, but the only true God that is is all powerful, can do anything. And certainly, if you're not going to believe his promises, that that would not be a God that I would want to worship or, or even care about. Um, yeah. He promised that 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 not one of them would slip through his fingers. Yes. So, Amen, yeah. Kevin. And then somebody asked, like, you know, how do you hear the Spirit? Well, the Spirit most of the time speaks in a small, still voice to you. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not audible, although you'd swear that it was a few times in your life, mm -hmm. right? Very good. <laughs> yeah, Very we good. all have those experiences. But um, but if you're talking and mm -hmm. you're constantly doing something, you're usually not listening. So someone asks, how do you hear the spirit? Well, first of all, go start meditating on the word 
And I don't mean meditating like, oh, like, you know, doing a chant or something like that. I'm talking about go in there and just start reading some, 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 some of the word. A lot of times Psalms are really good to read for that because you start praising the Lord all of a sudden. And the next thing you know, you'll get, you'll, you'll get the, you'll get feelings and you'll get the, these, these, these senses that are, you know, it's not, they're, they're not of the world. You can tell mm-hmm. because you're not meditating on the world at all. You're, you're meditating on God and his wife. And next thing you'll know, you'll start hearing direction. And it, it, sometimes it takes a while. You can pray too. I mean, prayer is great for that. You pray, you're quiet, you're still, you're, you're, you're in this relationship, right? So you're talking and, it's that that's that's how you do it you don't go by you don't go out into the world and busy and start hearing the spirit okay that doesn't happen very often but one thing that that could happen Amen. though is if you're going down the wrong path in the world you could get this twinge inside you going hey wait a minute this is not right you know that reminds me of a verse in james also um, specifically james 119 right um, we should be quick to uh, listen, right? Slow to uh, slow to speak, um, but Amen. yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is something where if we are quick to listen and slow to speak, at least we can hear what the Spirit is trying to say because we tend to do that uh, in our own lives. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, we tend to just yeah cut cut each other off or, or have something else that we are wanting to say, and then. We're already premeditating on what we want to say. We're not hearing what the Spirit has to say. Right. right. The Holy yeah. Spirit dwells within us. You know, people think we're waiting for the Holy Spirit to come around and start whispering in our <laughs> ear, flying around. But the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So it's your conscience that speaks. You can hear, I don't know about you guys, I can hear my conscience loud and clear. Oh, yeah. Especially when you grieve the Holy Spirit, the promise that sealed you to the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30. Okay, if you ever sin, you hear that conscious loud and clear. Okay, yeah. and uh, if in Romans eight twenty three it says, and and not only they but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the first fruits, our spirits have uh, been regenerated. Holy Spirit dwells within us now. We have the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves. Okay, very interesting to look at that. We ourselves groan within ourselves. So hold on a second. Bob Barber is groaning within Bob Barber. What's going on here? <laughs> so Bob Barber's spirit that's been regenerated by the Holy Spirit is pure as Christ, is groaning within Bob Barber's body. Why? <laughs> you continue to read. It says, waiting for the adoption to with the redemption of our body. <laughs> so we're waiting. Bob Barber's spirit is groaning within himself. Because he's waiting for the adoption of the rapture resurrection event to take yeah, place. Because your spirit's warring against your flesh. Amen. Right. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within you, okay, regenerates your spirit, brings your spirit back to life. Paul, Apostle Paul said that we are dead before Christ. Okay, we are dead in our trespasses and sins. And then the Holy Spirit quickens us, okay, spiritually, brings us back to life, gives us life. Okay, the only way you can have only way you can have an alive spirit is the Holy Spirit has to bring you back to life. Until that happens, you have a dead spirit. Okay, 
or like uh, like uh, Michael's talking about, where Apostle Paul's talking about Romans seven eight, where it says that I was alive once, and then when sin revived, I died. Okay, mm-hmm. and the consciousness of sin came to him. Okay, I think that was Romans seven eight. Pretty sure. So yeah, seven, seven, seven eight. Was it seven 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 eight? Yeah. So with that in, with that in mind, this is where people get so hung up about salvation. Mm-hmm. Once that Holy Spirit comes and dwells, brings my spirit back to life and seals it to the day of redemption, and I can go into Ephesians 4, 30, Ephesians 1, verse 13, 14, the earnest of the Holy Spirit given to us, okay? Tell me which sin that you do right now during the age of grace undoes all that work. Tell me, which one? Tell me which mm-hmm. point, which which point where, which prodigal son trip or daughter trip can you do to undo that? Tell me, which one? Tell me which sin can do that. There is no sin that you can do to undo that work. Okay? God knows that we sin like professional. We are professional sinners. Our flesh is professional sinners. <laughs> like that. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So he knows that. But according to, uh, what was it, Colossians 2.13, the Bible says that we have been forgiven of all sins. Okay? Now these people that talk about was that uh, people that teach this whole short account system where you get you get forgiven of all your sins up to the point you believe, but mm. now you got to live it, mm. okay? If you don't live it, you can lose it, okay? Mm. That whole thing. No, it, the Bible says, forgiving you of all sins, past, <laughs> yeah. present, and future, because Amen. you can deal with the, with the Holy Spirit. Exactly. You know? And that's, that's something that we should definitely talk about because yeah, and- um, there are people that are doing that, that are basically saying, um, you know, your sins are forgiven up to the point where you accepted Christ, but then they're not forgiven anymore unless you ask for it. Yeah, um, right. What that does is we talked about this last week, Bob, it diminishes Christ's work on the cross. So it was only good enough for us up to a certain point, but it's not good enough thereafter. And you have to do work in order to, uh, to have your sins forgiven. I mean, this is this is definitely not scriptural. It's also just more works-based junk. It's heresy. Flee from that, whoever says yeah. that, because it, it is there is nothing in the Bible. They can't point to one passage that says anything about that whatsoever. It's all their well, man-made doctrine. Certainly yeah. not in Paul's epistles. Uh, you know, no. certainly not there. Uh, there are some other areas which they can point to, which may be taken out of context, of course, obviously will lead them to, uh, you know, having a rebuttal on that. Yeah. And that's why I love what Jesus says about the sheep and being the good shepherd, right? Because in Psalm 73, 22, I love Psalm 73, by the way, guys, but you know, David says, I was like a, I was foolish and I was like a beast, like a brute beast before you. And we see this, and time and time throughout Scripture, how God's ways are so much higher than our ways, right? He, We could never attain salvation in the sense that we could never work our way to reach him. He had to come down to us. He had to have the plan of redemption. It's all the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work. So when mm-hmm. the Lord paints this image of us, right, being like sheep, it shows his omnipotence, his his supreme power over every situation, and how he is the one who is keeping us. The good shepherd makes sure that all the sheep remain in the fold, and you are a sheep, right? So us being like beasts, you know, brute beasts, we, we're prone to wander, guys. We're going to 
go, you know, oh, hey, look at that grass looks pretty green on that side of the fence, you know, but we have a good shepherd who's there who's keeping us with the rod and the staff, right? His grace and the staff and his rod of correction keeping us in the fold. It's his job. So if one were to be lost or even more than one or if you could just take off running with your little sheep and you maybe got sheared and you're a little bit lighter, then you're saying that that God's not a good shepherd, that he can't and that he's not able. So I think that's such a powerful image that explains in a different way God's sovereign hand over every part of your life and how he's keeping you, how he creates the storms and how he calms them, how he can create famines and he can bring plentiful, right? It's all to keep you in line with his perfect will. And, you know, over the course of your relationship, you get to that point, right, Kevin? Right, Bob and, and Greg? How mm-hmm. how you start, once you've been, guys, once you start getting whipped enough, you kind of, <laughs> you get to a point where, one, you're grateful because then you know that God's promise, if I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord showed me that promise, and I, I hold the Lord to it. You know, with all my heart. And, um, you know, some people will try to come in there and rob the promises from you, like I believe Kevin was saying. But remember, guys, and I believe it's Second Corinthians one twenty, or and one nineteen and 20. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, even by me and Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yet a, a nay, but it was in him, yea. For all the promises of God are in him, or yes, right? In him are amen unto the glory of God by us, right there. Mm-hmm. Verse 20. So all the promises of God are through Jesus, right? Yes and amen. All those promises. Oh. And just like the promise of eternal life, the promise that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And um, I had one of my vacuum cleaning sessions, I call them, where I, I do a lot of praying when I vacuum. And I remember when the Lord really opened my eyes to the concept that one of the greatest aspects of his love is the fact that he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. You know, think about it, guys. If you truly love someone, you never would leave them and you never forsake them. And we aren't even our own, right? We're purchased. We are blood bought. I mean, there's just so much scripture there that shows how much God has complete control. From start to finish. All promises. All the promises. Not some. Yeah, not some. All of them. That's what Bob was saying earlier, right? Is that um, the Holy Spirit's indwelling in you. He didn't take a vacation somewhere else. He's inside. You're the ones taking the vacation from listening to him. (laughs) So if you can't feel him or you can't hear him, slow down a bit. You know, get into the word a little bit more. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you'll start feeling different. You'll start feeling something that's not of this world. Because you can yeah. tell when there's there's joy of having fun in the world with your family or having fun doing something you enjoy. But then there's a whole different feeling of joy when you're in the spirit. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, it just it, mm-hmm. the cares of the world just melt away, right? I mean, you can be joyful in the world and still have apprehension or worry or whatever, but when you're in the spirit, there is none of that other part, you know? It's pure joy, right? I like people, they start understanding the mechanics of it. That's what I love about salvation, when I understand the mechanics of it, because I'm kind of a mechanic myself. So I look at the mechanical aspect. So I was like, okay, that spirit is sealed till the day of redemption. It's done, it's complete, it's finished. 
Okay. I said, well, you got to do it. No, 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 it's sealed. Well, you got to do baptism over here and say, no, 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 it's sealed. Oh, I got to do this work, and I, I can't say I got to repent for this and this, and I got to feel sorry because I really went off the rocker over here. Or else, oh, no, no, it's sealed. Done. It's done. Jesus said, it's finished. Done. Amen. Okay? And if people could just accept that and stop beating themselves into the ground mm. and just accept the fact that Ephesians 2.8.9, it says, it's a gift for a reason. Mm. It's, a, it's a gift that you receive by faith grace through faith okay and that's what jesus wanted okay jesus was you know repenting does and people keep thinking repenting means you got to feel sorry about that sin you just did you don't feel sorry about that one sin you did yesterday you're not saved anymore the holy spirit you 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 have created this void between you and god okay until you repent of that sin then you can come close to god again you're saved again. i used to believe that i mean a long time ago it's worse if you don't feel it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if you like if you do if you commit sin and you don't feel anything, that's worse. Mm-hmm. That's worse. You you do feel like something like you missed the mark that you've sinned. But yeah. that that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're on the precipice of losing your salvation and that yeah. you need to go get a booster baptism or something. Yeah. I mean, it is uh, you know, it it's such a, a a fine line right there, Bob, between when when someone tells you, yes, you need to feel the, the, that the spirit is prodding you, and then this uh, and that there's the other part of the line, which is now you got to go flog yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, there's there's a spot there that where you don't need to cross because Jesus took those stripes for us. See? Yeah. We don't need to take those stripes upon ourselves and inflict them upon ourselves because Christ had them inflicted upon him as a perfect sacrifice. And yeah. if you accept- and I think of Romans 8, 1, too, right? Yep, uh, that's there's exactly no condemnation, right? No mm-hmm. condemnation exactly. for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, uh, you know, I mean, people will point that out. Well, those who are in Christ Jesus, yes. But if you're in Christ Jesus, uh, you're you're saved. You're exactly what Bob is, and Kevin and Michael are mentioning. You, you know, yeah. you, you did uh, receive Christ uh, and, and understand yeah. who He is, what He did on the cross for your sins. You believe in the resurrection and the blood right. and what the uh, what the blood did for you. So yeah. we have faith in the blood. Amen. Speaking of, speaking of faith in the blood, even Jesus, even the Bible. But if you go to the Book of John three sixteen, what does it say? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever shall believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay, that's John 3.16. But you don't stop there. Jesus also said in uh, John 6.40, he said that, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, mm-hmm. and I will raise him up on the last day. And then if you go to uh, John chapter 11 verse 25 it says jesus said unto her i am the resurrection and the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live okay and whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die believeth thou this okay are you a whosoever i'm a whosoever yeah. 
Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> and that's and that's what Michael was talking about earlier. Is that that you were in death before? You were right. you you were spiritually yeah. dead. You're you're gone. You mentioned that too, Bob. Everyone's mentioning that tonight. Yeah. And then and that Christ Jesus Himself. You believe in Him? Next thing you know, you're spiritually alive. And that that yeah. that is the that's the change. And that you don't go backward from that. See, because there's yeah. no condemnation in Christ. Yeah. There's conviction right. of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy yep. Spirit convicts you, absolutely convicts you, um, which is great. That's exactly what you want. You don't want some, you know, a relationship where the person's supposed to be comforting you and helping you, not doing that. They're not doing their job then at that point. <laughs> so yeah. when the Holy Spirit convicts you, that's great. But don't take it to the next level and think that you're condemned or that you have to do something in order to earn your salvation back. That, that, yeah, that right. that's putting your work and it's putting yourself as a savior of yourself. And that's exactly what the difference between the world is and what Christ offers is that Amen. the world offers you can save yourself by doing these things or whatever. You're, you know, all good people go to heaven, right? That's what the world believes. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in, but in Christ, that's where salvation actually is and so your your good works aren't going to ever get you saved right yeah, you're exactly. you're repenting you feeling sorry about your sin everybody gets so confused about that okay when you repent you have a change of mind metanoia uh kevin you said that earlier i think you said it too michael I mean, even yeah, you too yeah, right? metanoia. okay we all said it metanoia means to have a change of mind okay i have a change of mind all right but what is your change of mind you believe in Jesus and his finished works, death, by resurrection. When you believe, you had metanoia. You had a repentance. And you know what? You only got to do it once. Because when you believe, you believe and you're done. What happens when you believe? I just showed you in those three verses. Those are the words of Jesus. Those who believe have everlasting life. Right. Okay, they yeah. believe. Okay, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. All right, we are saved by grace through faith. All right. Jesus never mentioned one time, oh, you've got to feel sorry for that sin. Remember that sin you did last week? You got, to, you got to itemize all your sins, put them all together, and you got to say, I'm sorry for this, sorry for that, sorry for this, 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 and that. No. He, he's calling for repentance, which means to believe. As soon as you believe, you are done repenting. You never have to repent again. Hmm. How many change of minds do you need to have? Right. Only one. If you're going to repent again, Bob, then you're going to turn it back. You're going to turn back around to where you were before. Yeah. <laughs> it's, repentance is a 180 degree turn. It's the opposite way. So yeah. if you go the opposite way of the world and you repent again, then aren't you going back to the world? <laughs> yeah. So people, people throw that around. They cause all this, these people that don't read the Bible, they cause all this confusion by using that word repentance. Yeah. Okay. It does not mean to say, I'm sorry. Okay. It means to have a change of mind. And once you believe in Jesus, finished works at the cross for our salvation, our, our gospel of grace, once you believe, your repentance is done and finished, and you're sealed yeah. to the day of redemption. Also now, God, your repentance is done. Now, let's do some work. Also let's, means that godly let's, let's get this body of Christ moving. Exactly. What can you do for my kingdom now? Right. Let's godly get some work and earn some rewards, right? I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's what it's all about after you repented. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay to say you're sorry to God for doing things. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. And I, I mean, think we breathe gonna... the Holy Spirit when yeah, we I was do gonna... things, right? <laughs> exactly. Kevin, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to feel a certain way because you grieve the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Now, I can tell you one thing from personal experience, and I'm sure everyone here has an intimate knowledge of what I'm about to say, is that when before I was born again, guys, I could go on the sin train for as long as I wanted to, and I wouldn't feel bad for it. I, I didn't care that I did these things or wronged this person or stole or did this X, Y, Z, you know. It wasn't until I came into relationship with the with the Lord Jesus Christ, right, that when I, I – man, I'll never forget my first slip. <laughs> the first slip of many, you know, in this walk, but I'll never forget it because I was – I was really bent out of shape about it. I was like, I've never felt this way before. And it's, it's, it's not like I've never experienced a godly sorrow like that. And I was like, you know, but there is that defining point that Kevin so perfectly illustrated about and, and uh, Bob and, and Greg about there's no condemnation. Right. So yeah, you're going to, if you grieve the Holy Spirit, it, it's that godly sorrow that, changes you right we're already sealed and saved but it's it's a growing process where the lord's like you see that's not that's yeah sanctification that's not a part of your mm -hmm. life now this is not what i want for you i want more for you i want better for you and this is if you want to do this this is how you're gonna feel you're not gonna enjoy it he won't allow us to enjoy our sin anymore and that's why i think it's so awesome because we have romans 8 1 but we have also what I believe is almost like a counterpart to this in First John three eighteen through twenty, because it's my my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and truth. Right, so we're performing this. Right, we're walking in relationship with the Lord, and by this we know that we are of the truth, and it shall assure our hearts before Him. But right in verse twenty, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Mm -hmm. There, you know, there's there's always that point where we have – I've done it, guys. You know, I've had moments or falls where I've been like, oh, you know, I've tried to bring the self-condemnation train on myself thinking that that was going to make things better. But, you know, after a, a gentle reproving from the Lord and him guiding me in description and showing me that, no, this isn't what he wants for you, that condemnations of the, the enemy – that's the devil wants to use that as a way to derail your relationship and to drive you further from God. Jesus Christ, man, you guys, he, he showed me, you know how it says where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. It's that love and that grace, the forgiveness, the redemption that comes through the Lord that drives us into a deeper loving relationship with him mm -hmm. because he's, he's not leaving you. He's not forsaking you. He's saying, come back. Come back. Enjoy your time with me. I love you. I know you're going to make mistakes. That's why I finished the work. Amen. Amen. That's so true. Yeah, he can't, certainly doesn't allow us to, um, to take control of that part of it, does he? <laughs> it, uh, it's not. It's not. It's not a two. That that that, that the only two way street apart. That is 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 you believing and him providing the grace that's sufficient enough to save you and. I, I tell you, after that, though, like Bob was saying, that that's when you start doing the real work. <laughs> He's done yeah. the first work. The second work <laughs> is the stuff that you do, and that's the, like you said, the process of sanctification. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a walk. It's a journey. It's 
you get convicted. And so then what happens? You get more sanctified from it because you because that's just another thing that you that you over ultimately overcome. Right. I mean, Michael, yeah. you probably you know, you were talking about the first time you really slipped up. And you're like, well, I really don't want to go down that road again, you know, because <laughs> yeah. uh, you didn't like the feeling of it. And mm-hmm. after, I mean, and maybe you did do it again, even, and it's possible you did, but then you didn't like it again. And then ultimately, after possibly even years or even decades, mm-hmm. you get to the it's point possible, where you're yeah. like, I am so done with that. I am not going to feel like that anymore. I'm not going to, you know, yeah. and it's a, it's a, it's a long process. It's, doesn't change overnight. And, and it's a beautiful process, right, Kevin? Because yeah. it shows you the love of God, mm-hmm. and it, it builds your faith in the process because God, <laughs> he's proving himself. He's proved, not that he has to, but he's literally showing you, I am not going to leave you. You're yes, mine. I bought you with my blood, and I'm going to, I don't see you where you are now. I see you how you will be with me, right? Because yes. God sees the end from the beginning. So where you were and dead in your trespasses and sin, God already knew your end with him in the kingdom. And I think that is one of the most amazing thoughts you can have. It's like, God, you're so awesome. <laughs> I love amazing. that part, Michael, is that you said he knows how perfect we are going to be. <laughs> right. We yep. have his ideas or thoughts or hopes or whatever and know that yeah. one day we will be. But he knows what we're going to be like then. And Isn't he's helping awesome? us get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So, and it just shows you that we truly are his workmanship. His workmanship. Not our own, but his we workmanship. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. So Amen. that just shows you, I mean, how important all of you are. Uh, all of you. And uh, even those people who are lost, we once were those people, right? Were we not, folks? Amen. So you were lost fearfully and wonderfully made in his uh, uh, marvelous works. Marvelous are his works. So uh, praise God for that. Um, God is so good. Just just call out to him, even in your hardest, uh, the, the hardest moments in your life. Uh, he's still there with you, folks. He's still there. He's, he hasn't left you, and neither will he forsake you. Uh, he knows what you're going through. He knows what each and every one of us uh, are going through at every moment of the day. And sometimes we lose sight of that. I mean, sometimes I lose sight of that. I'll be honest with you. That's that's yeah. just who we are. Um, it's it's possible to to happen. But God loves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus loves you, and uh, He wants that relationship with you. So get back into the Word. Get back into prayer. No matter how yeah. hard it is. <laughs> uh, to get to tear away from life's, you know, uh, you know, the troubles of life and uh, all the stuff that we go through. But man, God is so good. Amen. Yes. As Romans eight sixteen, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, you if I like what you talked about before there, Michael, that you know, before you're able to sin. And didn't care anything mm-hmm. about it, but once you your spirit became regenerated, born again, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, man, this hurts. Yeah, man, I don't like what this feels. I've been doing this my entire life. How come it hurts now? <laughs> you know, Ephesians four three, grieve not the Holy Spirit of the promise, but you've been sealed to the day of redemption. You're grieving the Holy Spirit now. There's a there's a dynamic inside you that changed. Mm-hmm. There, there's a holy dynamic in you now 
you well, you've been brought back to life. You've been you've Amen. been dead. Your trespasses and sins, and you have been quickened. And speaking of being quickened, um, if you guys have remembered, uh, what today is twenty first. Tomorrow's the twenty second. Twenty third. So we're looking at the beginning of the next seven year cycle. Mm-hmm. So we are teetering on that edge now. Mm-hmm. There's a high watch. It's super high watch right now. And I, I'm, I'm not even making plans for next week because I'm just <laughs> yes. like, okay, this could be it. This is a very extreme, logical moment for the rapture resurrection to take place based on the concept of the seven year tribulation starting from beginning to end within the confines of a seven year cycle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this video. It was on uh, Got a Minute. You guys seen that channel? Got a Minute? Yep. It's a good channel. And, um, he was talking about the uh, 2023, okay, 2023, and no, uh, and we have, you know, we get 23 chromosomes from our mother, 23 chromosomes from the father, okay, mm-hmm. and two sets, all right, that makes us, that makes up who we are, okay, and then of course you get the X from the mother, then you get an X or a Y from the father, okay, so which makes a total 46 chromosomes, all right, so two sets, 23. 23 from each person. So you have 2023, 2x23. So I'm thinking to myself, here we are in 2023 at the beginning of a new seven year cycle. And can this, from, from that logic right there, can this be the year of when our DNA, our, our resurrection DNA is activated at this point? Yeah. You know, what's going to happen here? And, you know, I was watching this video. About, you remember you guys see that video, Ron Wyatt? He, sure. Yeah, Ron Wyatt. That was an awesome video. You know, he took it to these Hebrew scientists, and they took the blood, and they found out yeah, you have 23 chromosomes from the father. I mean, you have 23 chromosomes from the mother and the X from the mother, but you only have, this blood only has a Y, and that's it. There are no more chromosomes. It's, so it's a total of 24 chromosomes, Okay. Mm. Where are the other 22 chromosomes from the father? So, like, this is not human blood. Okay. And the other thing they mentioned, too, was the fact that the blood, when blood is taken out of the human body, eventually over a period, it just dies. There's no more mm-hmm. life in that blood. It's like crusty, gone dirt. Okay. Not this blood. Th- these Hebrew scientists said that this blood that they examined is still alive. It's like, this is old blood. How can it be still alive? Whose blood is this? And he doesn't tell that this is the blood of your Messiah. How awesome is that? Wow. You know, wow. science once again proves Jesus is not a God. Amen. <laughs> we love that video, brother. Amen. Yeah, it's it's amazing because there's so much scientific facts, right, that have that are in the Bible that predates everything that scientists have been trying to do and and improve over time and it's such a sad thing because you know you see scientists trying to disprove the bible but it's like man if you just combine the earth sciences and the sciences with the bible it's like it just proves that god is the king of the universe it proves that he created all things and Mm -hmm. um Psalms 19.1, right? For the heavens declareth the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. It's one of my favorite psalms also. Actually, 
all the songs are my favorite songs, whichever one I'm reading for the day, it feels like, you know. But oh, it's you only amazing. had one. Oh, Ooh, man, that'd be hard. That would, I, I don't even know. That's how I feel about the books, you know. I'm like, I'm reading Esther, and I'm like, this is my favorite book, you know. And then just a few books later, you know, I'm like, oh, no, this one's my favorite book. It's just so amazing because every time you go back through it, as we grow in relationship and understanding of what the Lord's showing us and teaching us and, and guiding us through in our lives, and we have a greater understanding, so we start seeing things that we've never seen before when we went through it the first time. That's why it's so important to stay in the Word, and that's why the devil, i.e. Satan, wants to keep you out. He doesn't want you to be encouraged. He doesn't want you to learn new things. He doesn't want you to grow in, in, in faith, right? Because mm-hmm. when you start going back through and God's – connecting everything you know via the holy spirit within you you're just you just start abounding more and more in grace and in faith and in love and you're just like there's it that's why it's living it's the living word of god right it's so awesome well i'm gonna ask you an easy question for all these people that you see they're doing these misdeeds all over the world and are you know committing just lawless pure lawlessness how many of them do you think are you know Meditating on the word daily. <laughs> not a single one, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. Yeah. It's an easy question. At least not in the it, proper way. Wasn't a trick know, question because uh, there's some of the, there's some out there, man, who uh, yeah. who who specifically read it just to try to uh, to battle against like apologetics and things of that nature to try to mm-hmm. just to disprove mm-hmm. it. And unfortunately, sometimes there's. More, I've 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 come across some in my personal life who have been that way, and it's it's not it's not fun, you know. Well, my boss, it's like, I wow, I wasn't referring to those who like want to basically have dis discord and discuss. I'm talking about people who are actually committing lawlessness out on the streets. Oh no 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 yeah, like atheists and stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, there you go. I am. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, categorize there is. Them as atheists. <laughs> but, uh, the point is, is that they, My bad. Yeah. no, they have well, they have no life within them. Yeah, they, no they just they just want to try to steal the life, right? Satan yeah. comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So they try steal, to like Satan, destroy. right? He takes yes. scripture and tries to twist it to destroy others with it. That's why it's that's another reason why, guys, you got to get in your word because well, that, that's you don't why want you know that to that, come. That's why you know who their father is. Amen. That's why we know who their father is. Their father is is, is Satan, and and they they that's what they do. They kill, they steal. And they destroy, you mm. see. And so they're not dwelling in the spirit. They have not repented. They have not changed their their mind. They have not believed. And so they do all these deeds that their father is basically responsible for. I mean, this is what he does. And so you can you can you can see them by their fruits. Mm. <laughs> the fruits that they that they bear are 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 just the opposite of what someone would do if they were actually meditating and being in the word. The word yep. would, if they, if they were meditating and being in the word, they wouldn't go, they wouldn't do those things. You see, they wouldn't do those things. And the, it's, it's just so sad that like there, it's not like the world is trying to help them get on the right path either. That's the I other know. thing too. I mean, you think no cash bail is going to help somebody get better and and, 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 and change their mind? Absolutely not. 
It's not going to. You think a reduced sentence or reducing somebody's charge and just letting them go free after being arrested 63 times in the last three weeks is going to help them? Is it going to help anybody? No. 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 There, there, there's no there, There's no call to repentance, to change, you see? It's just go out and then do it again. But Jesus, when he when he saw and and confronted someone who said, he said, "Go and sin no more." And you see, mm-hmm. that's the difference. It's like they, they aren't even doing that now here in this world. They're not even telling you, "Don't go and do that again. Just go." <laughs> yeah, the real sad oh. figure is how many blood bought born again believers are out there doing that, like they should be. That that's the kind of convicting thing, because I mean, I'm just as guilty as probably most people, (laughs) but you know, I go out there, but you know, obviously not like I should, you know, we are living in some very precarious times. And I think that it's, it's frightening because we see the the destruction and everything that's taking place. But, you know, I I definitely feel convicted sometimes about not getting out there as much as I should be. The Lord has to put that fire in your heart. You have to want it and you have to allow the Lord to, you know, to be, you know, you have to be willing, obviously, and then the Lord will put that fire in you, and you'll just be out there, and you don't even know why, how you got out there, Amen. but you know that is the power of God. Yeah, right. yeah, it's getting pretty dark out there. You know, you just mentioned all that cash, you no know, zero cash bail, and all stuff like that. They're getting off easy. I mean, they're doing like harm, they're killing people, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Still getting off the hook. But then you have somebody that goes and prays outside of an abortion clinic, which is legally, you know, according to the Constitution, we can do that. And, you know, someone that does, does stuff like that. And what does Merrick Garland do? He's used the full might of the FBI. Yeah. Go in there, mm. bust down the doors, and point guns at his head and the heads of his seven children. Okay? Do, just Now, that that's the type of punishment you get for praying now. Right. But it flip-flopped. Now these yeah. people who are they're, they're wrecking cities, billions and billions and billions of dollars of damage, and people dying. Hey, it's cool. Come in here, yeah. Slap you on the wrist. Out the next day. Hey, what, that one one guy got arrested forty five times in one day. It's okay. Yeah, but hey, don't you dare pray. Mm, don't you dare pray. They hate Christians with a passion, man. They yeah. hate them. So and how the close? That, that, and that just wasn't it. I mean, there's many different occurrences how they're using the full might of the FBI now to go after Christians now. So how close are now. we, Bob, to a full-blown war and persecution and murdering of Christians, yeah. which is foretold that the harlot system first will do and then the beast system will do? How close are we to that switch basically being turned on and say, okay, anybody who does that now is fair game to kill? All right. If right. you say it within a day, that's okay by by me. And that's and that's the whole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in terms of Trump, right, 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 exactly. They're trying to do that with Trump. They're they're setting the standard to just go and arrest you for whatever they want. Yeah. If we could do it to Trump, we could do it to you. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're doing it. Yeah, they got their other clandestine agendas. I get that. Okay, but one of the reasons why they're doing it because they want to make sure the whole country knows. Hey, if we could do it to Trump, we could do it to you. And it just so happens the the Biden administration is creating um, um, basically a safe races in their federal government now, who are basically anybody who's black or Hispanic or Asian, basically anybody other than white people, you're okay, you're a protected class. But if you're white and especially a white male, you're in trouble. 
you're bad, 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 mm, terrorists. Especially if you're a believer, if you're, if you're a Christian. Oh, that's really bad. Oh, but they're coming for you. And they, they, they just showed it. So if you don't think that's going to happen, that Merrick Garland did it two or three times already. Okay. He used a full might of the FBI to go after Christians that were unarmed, barely did anything, just praying in public. Right. Okay. That happened. It's going down. Okay. They're setting it's the happening. standard. Now they're going after Trump. They're mm-hmm. setting the standard to come into your home and arrest you and just throwing the clink when you're never going to be seen again. It's not anywhere. far away. It's not far yeah. away. That's my point. Is that we're we're, we're seeing these things yeah. ramp up to the point where it's, it wouldn't surprise any of us that this, that this would start. But I think we all all four of us believe this this isn't going to really get full blown until after the rapture. Because um, oh, yeah. I mean, once the rapture yeah. takes place. Salt lights yeah. removed from the world. The, rest, the restraining force uh, uh, restraining the evil, restraining the antichrist, restraining everything is going to be removed, and then, yeah. and then the antichrist will be revealed, and then you know, basically God's judgment will pour out. Wrath will get increasingly worse, and yeah. uh, and the, the the world system is going to start persecuting and killing Christians like there's no tomorrow. Don't yeah, get right. it twisted, folks. We don't want this stuff happening. We just know that when it does happen, we're closer and closer to Jesus' return for his bride, for his church, for the body of Christ. We want that to happen. That is what we want. We don't want to see any Amen. of this stuff. We don't want to see yeah. death, destruction. The Bible, of course, uh, you know, goes against anybody who uh, wants that brought on to uh to us uh any tribulation but um we don't we don't want any of that stuff but obviously kind of you know just bringing that into it just to have to put a disclaimer out there well that's fine because a lot of people can get things twisted they can take things out of context that's not what we want but that's 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 what the world does it'll twist you'll try to twist you up and try to make you look like a bad guy when you're actually evil's bad evil's good and good is evil but the point is, is that we're recognizing the signs of the times is what we're doing. That's right. right. You yeah. know, Kevin, remember I talked to you last week when we went off the air? Remember I told you I went to a Holocaust museum a couple weeks ago yeah. in Illinois. Yeah, tell that story. That's a good one. And they were walking. They take you to this Holocaust museum, and they want – they're basically – they teach you all about the Holocaust in Germany, okay? And the reason why they do it because they don't want you to forget it and that's what the the woman, the woman was saying in the during the tour, that we don't want people to forget what happened here, so that way we can make good decisions later to prevent something like this from happening. Okay, I'm like, okay, all right, and I'm, and she going in and she goes through the tour. I was like, so she wants to make sure something like this, and the whole point is museums to make sure we make good decisions, which means we got to make sure. We don't allow clowns into our government who think like these idiots did in Germany 50, 70 years ago. Okay. That's what we got to watch out for. Okay. Like someone like Biden. All right. Perfect example. But the funny part is this woman just starts praising Biden and his administration. And then then she started talking about uh, January 6th. Oh, that horrible day. Ooh. And she was like going (laughs) off about it. And I'm like, uh, Hold on a second here. It's like you're trying to tell us to make good decisions so this doesn't happen again. And here you are supporting the government that we have, our criminal government that's in our that's in power now, that's bringing on something like this. Hey, lady, 
Have you checked into a company called Simon Properties? Simon Properties owns most of the uh, like sports arenas in this country, and they own most of the retail space. Back in 2012, the Obama administration made a deal with them and say, hey, when you guys have a bunch of open space, we would like to use it for FEMA detention. Okay? And Simon Properties went along with that. And now, what do we got going on, guys? Well, because of COVID came in, guess what? The whole bunch of retail, whole bunch of retail space opened up, didn't it? There's a whole yeah. lot more room, isn't there? I wonder yeah. why. Okay, so yeah. you got that going on, and of course, Assignment Properties also is in uh, cahoots with the uh, all the uh, uh, sports arena owners too. They'll open up their sports arenas for containment camps as well. Yeah. So you got all that going on, and just look at what's going on right now. They'll try to get you out of your home. They're trying to get you away from your bank. They're trying to get rid of all your money. And what are they doing in this country? Yeah. They are demonizing white people. They're demonizing yeah. the crap out of white people. Really bad. In every which direction. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'll say right I think there's a Holocaust coming for white people in this country. After yeah. the I mean, the, just going based off what you're talking about with the, the lady who led you through the facility and her logic of historical events and whatnot. And we like to th- think that, oh, well, we've had better leaders in the past. But something that really comes to mind that's kind of shocking if no one's, you know, aware of this information. But, you know, after the dismantling of not uh, of Germany, <laughs> 1948, 49 Germany, right, during that era after World War II, many, many of the researchers and scientists that were steeply involved into the occult and to the concentration camps and used slave labor were actually imported to America, given fresh starts, visas, and given high-paying positions and became big political-slash-governmental agency head figures, right? And it's like, well, that literally came that you know history hadn't elapsed uh, you know 80 70 80 years at that point it had just happened within the past year and they they were already redeeming the situation in their eyes by bringing you know scientists over to america so it shows you that that there this whole there's only one person who's going to come and who's going to stop this ridiculousness because God's the one, right, who declared the end from the beginning. So we're going to see almost like these these patterns throughout time. It's the rising, the cresting, and the falling of civilizations because there's sin. There's just rampant sin in our society. Mm-hmm. No matter how much history you learn, you're never going to stop it because every we live in a sinful society. The only one who's going to stop that, that cycle from happening, rising, falling, rising, falling. It's Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords when he comes here amen. and rules. That's a big amen right there, Michael. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's well, funny. I, I, felt, I felt like uh, that one guy, that one TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. You ever guys seen that TV show? I felt like I was walking <laughs> through that whole place. And I was just telling my, my son was walking with me. I was like, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. That's wrong. That's wrong. They got that wrong. You know, it's just kept going and going and going, man. I asked you last week, I was like, you know, um, did you tell her, hey, a lot of people that were, you know, in the Nazi party or, you know, following them had no idea that they were actually being deceived. They were going down the wrong path. 
Mm -hmm. I, I said, did you point that out to her that that's exactly where she's in? <laughs> she's going down the wrong path. She's get, it's the blind leading the blind. And she's, yeah. she's part of that, uh, that system that is just going down this wrong path. She's not sure. recognizing it, but we're recognizing it. It's not like, it's not like we're saying, Oh, everyone become a Republican. <laughs> we're not, doing, yeah. we're not saying that. <laughs> what we're saying is, is like, get out of the way. <laughs> Trump don't like that. Sorry, Trump. Mm -hmm. But the fact <laughs> is, is, he wasn't a Republican either for a long time. So, whatever. But the point is, is that uh, is that the, this world is going down this one path, and a lot of people will tell you, "Hey, it's the same bird. It's just two wings of the same bird, right?" They're going yeah. down this one path, but we're outside of that. See, and we're we're not in that. And then we're able to to discern it and see it for what it is, and saying, "I'm not going to be a part of that." And I'm not yeah. going to discriminate against somebody because, you know what, in Christ Jesus, there is no discrimination. There is no yeah. black, white, yellow, red, blue, purple, whatever. There it's almost it. like they created this crisis, isn't it, Kevin? You created the crisis. You know, that's funny you mentioned racist stuff like that. You know, the China is coming out with uh, bioweapons. They got the biggest bioweapon program in the world. And I come to find out that they've been gathering uh, uh, DNA data. They have the biggest DNA data database in the world. Yeah. And what they're doing is designing viruses that attack certain races of people where certain yep. races will be more susceptible and be worse off than others. And basically what they're trying to do is basically they already test ran the whole thing from Wuhan. They already did it. So they know they can mm. do it. They ran that yep. whole COVID thing. They see how it worked. Hey, it worked pretty good. All right. Well, now, now we're, that, that was just a drill. Now we're going to get ready to send out the real thing. Okay. And that's what they're working on right now are bioweapons that basically, like I was talking about before, I think they will create a bioweapon that will basically attack like uh, here in America, you got mostly white. So they're going to make a bioweapon that attacks white people. Okay. And then they'll make a, a bioweapon. And, but remember, th their end game is just Asian. So they'll go after blacks. They'll go after Hispanics. Okay, they'll go after everybody until there's just Asian left. Sorry, Xi Jinping. My Bible says uh, that's not going to happen. The whole world is not going to be filled with Chinese people in the end. Sorry, not going to happen. All right, so I might as well just give up now. Okay, yeah, didn't uh, up. Not happen, Xi Jinping. Too bad. Wasn't it 23 in me, yeah, yeah. an alphabet soup company who actually gave a lot of that DNA over to the Chinese? Was that doesn't surprise me? I, I've heard at least that's what I've read in the past. I can't I can't confirm or right. deny that information, but it doesn't surprise me if that were. No, the case. it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they they've got their claws in all kinds of different areas, all the way up to the very top. Our commander in chief, everyone knows it, and it's just oh, accepted. Yeah. And it's like that's why they're saying, Bob. They're like they're like we're, we're, we didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with this. You know, it's like George Costanza. Like, did I do anything wrong? Was I wrong? Deluded. You know, they're yeah. deluded. Yeah, they just they, 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 they've gone down this path so far, Bob. They don't even know when they're actually corrupted. Right. <laughs> they're so corrupt, they don't even know they're corrupt. And yet, we, we, we can we can see this from the outside because we're not we're not part of that. If we got that, if we started going down that path, Michael, we'd be like. Hoped by the Holy Spirit and say, what I know. are you doing there? 
what yeah. do you think you're doing? You know, and we'd be like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. But, the, but the pet fact is, is that they just continue to go down full steam. But, mm-hmm. but Bob, the, 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 the dividing line is coming. I mean, it, there is going to be a point where we are removed and, and oh, that yeah. the mm-hmm. evil is exposed and they are going to have a field day here. But there are going to be a multitude of people that are going to reject that and say, absolutely not. No matter what you do to me, go ahead. You can kill me. And yeah. I'm not going to accept your way because exactly. I have the truth in me. And, yeah. you know, it's it's amazing how close that we are to that because we see all these things. Look, you cannot see these things unless you have this discernment in you, unless you have the Holy Spirit in you. Otherwise, you just think it's normal or this and that, or things are going along just as they always would and always will, and nothing's going to change. But you yeah. know what? If they said that 2,000 years ago, they would have never recognized Jesus the Messiah, see? And so we are coming up to almost exactly 2,000 years from the point that Jesus started his ministry. You know how close we are to that date, Bob? We're, we're within That's like awesome. four years, basically. Um, if, if he started in 27 AD, we are within four years. If he started a little bit later, well, then, okay, maybe we're up to seven years. But the point is we're between like three and eight years from 2,000 years from the time he started his ministry. That's how Whoa. close that we it's are yeah. to that 2,000-year point. How are we so blessed? Thing was, interesting thing yeah. is that – uh. You guys know in the Shemitah cycle going from, uh, what was it, 1931 through 1932 to 1939, all right? There was this huge uptick in hatred, propaganda, splitting the people in Germany, hatred towards the Jews, which Mm. now is basically hatred hatred toward white people now. Mm. All all the same propaganda. And it started, what happened back in 2016 and 17? That whole propaganda started with Trump's election, didn't it? Mm, yeah. Bad orange, man. Oh, white supremacists. Ooh, remember? So that all started ramping up in 1933 and we went to 39. The 1939 to 1946 was the 70 tribulation dry run with World yeah. War II. What yeah. do we see happening right now since Trump got in the office? You know, back in 2016, 17. Okay, 2017. Yeah. What happened? And here we are now at the end of this seven-year cycle. You guys, you know what's that say? Uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but certainly does rhyme. Right. Okay, so this Shemitah cycle we are in right now is exactly like it was from 1931 or 1932 to 1939. Mm-hmm. Exactly yeah. like it. Yeah. And what happened in 1939 1946? The 70-year uh, tribulation dry run. Right. And, of course, the next seven-year cycle starts in roughly 24... 48 hours, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Man, people have to be seeing it now. I mean, come on. I mean, with everything uh, that's going on in the world, yeah, I mean, even people who don't follow programs like this, I mean, if they're just tuning in, I mean, that there's something has to, you know, click in terms of what we're saying, <laughs> what we're trying to convey yeah. here, this message of where we are and the times we're living in. I mean, you just look around you. I mean, you have to have your head buried in the sand. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't know that something big is just about to happen. They're definitely week, building their house week, on the sand. Yeah, they're building their house on the sand. Because just this week, the Trilateral Commission said that 2023 is year one of the new world order. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're coming right out 
and saying just it saying to now. Yeah. I mean, there are people like, oh, there's no such thing as a new world order. They don't want a new world order, blah, blah, blah. I mean, George Bush Sr. was talking about it a long time ago. And he's, he's like one of the first ones. Right? Yeah, yeah. he's like 1989 or something like that. And he was like doing his State uh, of the uh, Union. He says, a new yeah, world was- order. A thousand points of light, you know. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, all those things, but the point is, is that they, they they're coming right out and saying it now. I mean, they yeah. they, they are not oh. ashamed yeah. to basically say, "Look, we are going to push this down your throats. You are going to own nothing, and you're going to be happy. You're going to eat bugs. You're going to do whatever it takes in order to serve us." Basically, yeah. is what they're doing. That's what they're setting up. You see, this new world order isn't for the people. You see. It's for the elites to to rule over the people and to push down the people, you see. But that's yeah. exactly what happens. You see that in, in the Bible, it talks about 10 kings. It doesn't talk about the populists. It doesn't talk about billions of populists. It talks about 10 kings ruling. It talks about them giving their power to one person. I mean, you're talking about like a pyramid scheme that goes all the way to the very top at a point where the Antichrist is. This is yeah. not what? a, you know, yeah, this is not a uh, a populist movement, in other words. That's not what this is. Yeah, and I think that just continually, uh, we see the framework being erected around us for this to all to take place, especially with what Bob's talking about with the, uh, the Caucasian male. <laughs> and I think it's because for a long time, you know, the world has seen the Judeo-Christian nuclear family, right, as a figurehead. For Christianity, not that I'm saying that there's not other cultures and races that haven't had come to the faith and been Christians, but let's just face it, predominantly the Christian look or the outlook where what society has shaped the minds of the masses, which would be obviously the enemy's doing too, is that, you know, it's the the Caucasian family, Caucasian males. And I think that's why we're starting to see it come under such heavy assault too. Mm-hmm. Just just as well with the the attack on marriage, right? The sanctity and unity of a marriage and all the destruction that happened there. They're trying to peel apart that what God has deemed a good thing, right? And there, are, and unfortunately, at this point in the game, we can see how far they've come. And they know, they know exactly what time we're in. I mean, everyone is going for it, guys. I was every time I go out, it, it never ceases to blow my mind. And I go to the stores or I go to the gas stations. You know, you see things that you know, fifteen, twenty years ago, you would. You may see one time in like five years or something, and you'd be like, "Oh, well, that's a weird character, <laughs> you know? That guy's a little offbeat, you know. I'm not trying to <laughs> or anything, but now it's like you go out and you're like, "What? What happened? What, what is going on? Like everything is changed. It mm. almost feels like you know, you you suddenly wake up in a horror movie. <laughs> you're like, "God, please, <laughs> not another year. This has got to be it, you know? Because I mean, how much worse?" Could it get? And I, 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 I'm afraid to say those words, but it's it's crazy, right? Exactly. You know, it's it's really getting crazy. You go out and you look, and you're just like, Lord, this is this is truly astonishing. Things that we never thought we'd see, never. Yeah, think about it. Sixteen genocides in the last uh, 120 years. Sixteen genocides were all preceded by gun confiscation. Okay, mm-hmm. 
So what we got going here in the United States? Oh, there's no gun confiscation. They're warring against guns, but they're not really taking guns, really. Well, it just so happens Biden just did an executive order, ordering Merrick Garland, to now forcing Americans to register all the weapons. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you go to jail. That's yeah. happening now, folks. Right. Yeah. You don't think that this thing is coming, that we're not going to see a repeat of Germany here in the United States? Yeah, you it's coming. Yeah, that's it's coming. coming. That's, that's it. You know what? The, the Supreme Court shot it down. All right. Congress shot it down. Everybody shot it down. But you know what? Biden's like, so what? I'll do whatever I want. I got a pen here. I got a pen. I can't get a hold of a pen here. Here's my pen. It's better than you. I can do whatever yeah. I want. I'm a dictator. Shut up. Right. It puts yeah. it, so it, 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 that, that, that's where we're at now. It makes you wonder about the Reichstag fire, right? And we know that that was a huge power grab move in Germany back Ooh. in the in the day for certain people. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to flag or anything. But well, it's, well, that's the ultimate false flag. You know what I mean? So it's like, wow, it, we already have all-you-can-eat buffets going on pretty much every every year. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, Lord, I mean, this is getting crazy, guys. So what – I know some people like to think that the January time frame was the Reichstag fire, but I just don't think so. I, I think there's something bigger that's coming down the, the pike. And I think that we're gonna we're gonna see some some pretty crazy things in America because I I totally agree with Bob. I think this is it's starting to look a, a lot like Germany, you know, nineteen thirties, forties Germany. It's, the it's getting kind of um, it's getting thicker. Yeah, and like yeah, Kevin, like what you were saying, there was a lot of people who were deceived. You know, they yeah. they thought that they were doing a good thing, but you know yep. what happened was they went too far down, and when the when the bodies were burning and the smokestacks were going up there was no more denying what was taking place it was fear it was the fear that kept them there of what would happen to me and that's why the only way guys to stay out of this fear is by trusting in the lord jesus christ has finished work his precious blood because remember he hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound sound mind mind. amen Amen. we have to always remember that because all this can bring a sense of fear right and it's it can be strong Mm -hmm. but god is stronger he is greater and he will crush this 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 regime this system this world system as like that rock right and uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dream is a rock cut and carved without hands, right? So who's the rock of ages, right? It's, it's the Lord. He's going to come and he's going to absolutely crush this Babylonian system that has been persisting all this time. Yes. And we have the freedom and the peace already. And that's why I love the, the jail concept. You know, it's a terrible concept to think about. But, you know, someone who has a life sentence in prison, right? And you, you know your body is going to die there. But you can have freedom, joy, and peace despite your surroundings if you have your mind fixated upon the Lord, right? And I love those testimonies of convicts who come to the Lord in jail because they're like, I may be, my body may be locked up here while I'm waiting to be with the Lord, but my mind, my spirit, and my soul is free in Christ. And it's like, man, that's such a, what a powerful testimony, you know? Those guys... That's so awesome how God can reach us all where we're at. And we can look at that 
and know that, you know, sometimes I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie. You guys are sugarcoated. Sometimes it feels like we're a prisoner sometimes in these bodies, right? Of flesh and sinful flesh. But we can have the same peace, the same joy, the same freedom, just knowing like God, like we mentioned earlier, right? God sees us, the finished product. Sometimes we're very temporal. We see things as we're going through it. But we just have to keep our mind in the hope of, of the glory that we have in Jesus Christ. Right. And Amen. We, we especially like need that now, too, especially in these times we're living in. We need that. Always keep that in mind and keep ourselves uh, in in prayer. Um, some people don't like the word meditation. I mean, but that's okay. But, you know, as long as it's in the right context, meditation on the Lord um, and his love for us and his word. Uh, it doesn't always be tied to new age. Okay. That word does not have to be tied to new age all the time, folks. Um, keep our minds focused on Jesus. We especially need it in these times that we're living in. Um, the other thing that is going on uh, that we haven't spoken about is the fed now uh, service, which is in the works uh, supposed to be released in July. Uh, mm. That is something that is going to provide a liquidity management uh, as a tool to support instant payment services from the Federal Reserve. And supposedly it's going to be tied in with the CBDC. If you don't know what that is, the central bank digital currencies. So that is in the works, too. I mean, they are really pushing that hard. Um, it seems as though uh, this whole thing with the banking crisis is going to lead us up to that even faster. Oh, um, what and, a coincidence. Yeah, what a coincidence. Don't forget uh, about the... So, uh... Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, you have to realize that, uh, you know, we are so close to this point of no return, um, especially in the banking system, especially with the finances. Everything's going to have uh, they're going to have full control over all this. Um, It may not. There may be some resistance. Apparently, uh, Florida Governor DeSantis has already um, stated that. You know, Florida is completely against this, the CBDCs. He just announced that, uh, which is great. Good for them. I mean, this is this is part of the resistance. I think they are kind of the forerunner and uh, doing that, uh, the resistance there against this CBDC. So I like seeing that. You know, that is good. We, we have people standing up against it. Um, we need more people, more governors to stand up against that because that will have, you will have, they will have complete control at that point, uh, really, over your your finances, your uh, your identity, all of that. Yeah, and they'll be able to control when to release things, when not to, and based on a social credit score, possibly. I mean, listen, they're, they're gonna they're gonna control they're gonna control everything. I mean, you're gonna. I mean, ultimately, people who are in the tribulation are gonna be working a day's wage just to eat. Yeah. Right. And the, C, the CBDC is just a part of it. You know, the other mechanism that they use right now is called the uh, the ESG, which is basically the Environmental Social Governance Program they got going on right now. And that that thing right now is in the works right now. Yeah. And, I text, and that put a question there. Do you think the New World Order has already begun? Yeah, they've been working on this for a while. Mm-hmm. The ESG score, basically, what's wait, this way I see it's going to go down. It's going to go in three phases. One, they're making companies comply to the ESG. Basically, how 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 climate friendly are you? How many carbons are you putting out? Are you social? Are you a social uh, justice warrior? Are you publicly correct? Okay, are you woke? Okay, that's right. what the ESG stands for. That you know, normally a business will be 
judged by the metrics of how much money you make. Exactly. That's the metrics of how you judge a business. But Their not fiduciary duty. Yeah. The ESG judges you by you no know, someone just makes a judgment call. Okay. And basically those are things I just mentioned right there. So basically what they're doing right now is they are making all the companies out there comply with all that garbage, all this woke garbage. And they basically say, hey, as long as you comply, you get money, you get credit, you get your on-time deliveries, we don't mess with you. And if you break the law and let people steal from your store and you steal stuff, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll turn an eye to that. Okay. Did you know that Congress just passed a bill to not have that happen and that Joe Biden just used his very first veto of his, yep. of his term in order to veto that bill? He just did. Yep. So you got Joe Joe Biden d- just did that. And then basically, so you got the companies that will go down first to the ESG. And then they're going once the companies are all in compliant, then they're going to look at households. Okay. Your household with all these people in it, Needs to become ESG compliant. So now yeah. the households are going to go through it. Or you Congress can't do it. Get out of your house. Exactly. And then in the end, the worst part is okay, the businesses are compliant, houses are compliant. Now you personally need to be compliant. That that does not sound good. Since you're all, since we're made out of carbon, we breathe out carbon. We are all carbon. Yeah, that's not going to be good for us. It's like yeah. yeah. And we need to depopulate this earth. There's too much carbon humans around here. Yep. You got to get rid of them. Okay. Yeah, what's the biggest carbon footprint on the planet? It's people. Yeah, people. Be like Ted Turner. Gives millions of dollars to the UN. He says, you know, we need a huge depopulation event. Okay? I think the nuclear war will do just fine for us. That's okay? safe. Kill, <laughs> steal, kill, and destroy, right? I mean, that's... Yep. That is a plan straight from Satan himself to depopulate, let's be honest. So the world order began already. I mean, let's be honest. The the world order has been been going on for a long time. But this new world order thing that they're talking about, they are ramping it up so much right now. These things like, Craig, that you just mentioned, oh, how convenient that these banks that that have failed are, are going to push this this thing going forward even faster now. Wow. Well, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? Unbelievable. I think it started at 9-11, to be honest with you. I think that's where it kind of pretty much started Mm -hmm. the train. I would agree. I mean, it's always been kind of behind the scenes working. Oh, you know, you you always know that when they pass something and they call it something nice, then you know how bad it's going to be. (laughs) <laughs> when they call it like mm-hmm. the Patriot Act, you know, yeah. that it's going to be used for exactly like the opposite. It's like, the, uh, oh, here's our new bill called CARE. And you're like, okay, well, they don't care. <laughs> here's a new bill called <laughs> Safety. And you're like, well, that's going to increase crime. How about the ones that they passed uh, during Operation Iraqi Freedom, uh, the Patriot Act? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, what do you think that's really for? No, it's not. It's not for uh, the non-patriots. No, it's patriots to rise up yeah. against their, their oppressors. I can tell you yeah. that. Hey, we yeah, got to think about this question here from Robin. You know, we haven't talked about these red heifers. By the way, these red heifers are in place right now. That's another huge sign. Yeah. Huge sign. That yeah. these, the fact that these red heifers, Kevin, showed up. I don't know where. All of a sudden, right here we are. Are these says, the how, same? Long, how long are the red heifers' ashes good for after they have been sacrificed, pertaining to the temple cleansing? 
They can make up any kind of rules they want. <laughs> they are making yeah. different yeah. Of rules. Didn't they just yeah. decrease the age from three years to two years, Bob? Yeah. Yeah, so they, they're they changing rules all the time. They can do whatever they yeah. want in order to make it happen. But and, within our lifetimes, I don't recall ever – I always recall talking about that there's possibility of a – and then no, 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 it's not. But I have not heard that these uh, – there was five that at last I heard, Bob, and I have not heard anything that, that has disqualified them at this point. Just don't look in the janitor closet. You hey. might find some red paint markers. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny that, the, fact, the fact that God is showing that hey you just didn't just squeak by with one you got five. I'm trying to show you that hey the floodgates are open it's right. coming it's, if you can't figure thing. out that I provided you five cows to sacrifice that are perfect you guys are a bunch of idiots that's I mean, never happened week is coming. that hasn't happened in 2,000 years plus, let's be honest. I mean, it hasn't. Right. Well, they didn't have Revlon hair dye then. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Are you really thinking they're red, that they're dying? I don't think so, man. I think that they're actually inspecting these things. I just know if it's the same Pharisees of old, man, they'll do whatever it takes. Not to, close. You know, maybe, <laughs> they'll bend maybe. some rules. Or, I mean, if they're going to change the uh, the age requirements, what else are they willing to do? Yeah, you but know? maybe, though, Michael, you could be a little less skeptical about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, man, it, anything that comes across the no, tube, no, no, I'm, I'm pretty saying, skeptical of. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But maybe this is... No, I'm not saying that. I still think it's a it prophetic marker. If they, it, I wouldn't surprise me if there wasn't any magic marker being used or Revlon, <laughs> and that it actually is pure red heifers at this time, yeah. which is coinciding with everything else to show that the beginning of this tribulation is going to start very soon, and that the temple yeah. is going to be rebuilt. I just think, regardless of whether they're miraculously five or they're bending some more rules, I think they know what time it is as well. And they yeah. want to have things in alignment with what's going on around them. It because we know who's, we know who's running the show right now and who's well, really course. orchestrating all this stuff. So well, it's got one way or another, it's going to get done. Yeah. That's the thing too. And I, and I wouldn't put it past them to, to use an impure heifer to, to, to make it happen either. So yeah, yeah I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. There's a question here from Caesars. Are UFOs going to strike and kill people in the tribulation? Uh, you know, I brought this question up. I was watching a video on Redacted where they had a guy come on there. He, was, he, was, he used to work for the FBI in a paranormal division, all right? And he retired from the FBI. So all he did was do paranormal stuff for the FBI and studied the UFOs, and that's all the work he did, okay? And he was able to reveal a bunch of stuff. That before he wasn't able to, but now he is. And basically, what he said, according to his words, was what they they they're creating. They're going to create fear because of these UFOs. Remember all the fear they created with those UFO things that shot up mm-hmm. in here and shooting, shoot, shoot, shot them down with the planes and stuff. Well, he said what they're going to do is they're going to start having these UFOs shoot down passenger planes, shoot down airliners, shoot down jets. They're going to start with military jets. And then they're going to move to airliners. Okay. So might want to limit your flying. That but wasn't John DeSalso, was it? Because they need to keep this fear going. They need Bob. fear. 
What's that? Was was that John John DeSalsa? The I think so. Yeah, you guys should check out Dark his interview. Black yep, yep, yeah. He's got some pretty pretty interesting stuff there. But, but let's not lose sight of who's in control of all this. Okay, let's not. Let, I mean, you can't ask this question. Do you think God's going to be surprised if UFOs start to attack? I mean, the, the, I think the bigger question is: Will God use UFOs in order to dole out His wrath? That's mm-hmm. the that, that's the that's the yeah. question. We don't know the answer to that question, but yeah, God is. But God can do whatever He so pleases in order to to met out meet or meet out met out meet out. Yep, meet out meet out his his intentions, and so. Uh, could he use UFOs in order to attack? Uh, possibly. However, if you if, if fear is one thing, destruction is 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 a little different. If you're going to come as a bearer of light, and it's going to be false light, would you go and start killing immediately? I don't know. I, if if yeah. uh, you get more bees with honey, is is the old <laughs> saying. So uh, if they come. And they uh, they serve to serve man, which is a cookbook, by the way. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> the, Nephilim Volume One. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They, the, the the point is, is that you know Lucifer is light bearer, right? I mean, he's got a false light. Will these UFOs, which we believe are are manned mainly by um, you know fallen angels, de- demonic spirits, um, and they they will if they come back down here cast out from heaven, which we know they are. They're cast out twice, two different times. They're cast out uh, when a third of them are cast out at the beginning of Revelation 12. And then the rest of them, along with Satan himself, are cast out in the middle of the Revelation 12 after the war in heaven. And their, their place is found no more. So we know that they're coming down here. Uh, the question is, will they come down in peace and attempt to, uh, you know, basically deceive everybody? Or will they come down and start raining terror on the, on the, on the world and start killing people. Um, you know, from a, from a predictive programming point of view, I would say that they're probably going to ride the coattails of the rapture and the, the war or the, with the NUKEs and to bring in peace and stability to the world is what Mm -hmm. I would say based off of predictive programming alone. Right. Good assessment. But, uh, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't fear them. Yeah, I wouldn't fear them. It's not. It's. It's, uh, it's not even a question that I think is really yeah. relevant. Because to, yeah, because yeah. you know UFOs do exist, unidentified flying objects. I mean, think about you know seen, was it Second Kings chapter two with uh, the chariot of fire coming down to pick up Elijah? I mean, think about it. There's been some pretty amazing, fantastic things in Scripture that shows us that there's things that. If we seen it, we probably wouldn't be able to identify it. Not to mention, you know, Kevin's firsthand account. I've seen something in the skies before, you know, that I couldn't explain. I know Brother Greg has as well. So there's things out there, you know, how it's going to be presented. But, you know, it makes sense, doesn't it, though, Greg? Because 
if we have the everlasting or the gospel being preached by the angels flying around in the heavens, they had to have some kind of story in place to explain away the supernatural events that they're seeing. So instead of just being like, you know, oh, the, you know, these must be angels, they're going to say, oh, no, this is, you know, that's that's a blah, blah, blah from planet XYZ. You know, <laughs> they're just going to try to propagandize everything again and try to explain it away right. with that type of deception. I didn't realize yeah. how far and yes, Ricky, that L.A. is the main man on UFOs and Billy Crone. So, yeah, we have had L.A. on before with us as well. Yes, we uh, have discussed that. Um, but yeah, uh, he definitely is the person to uh, who's the researcher within this area, mm -hmm. brother and Lord, he's, right? He's so, got the different rungs, right? He's got the, the L.A. Marzulli talks about the different rungs, which are the you know just different steps of disclosure, right? And so mm -hmm. he's looking for this next run. I don't know if it's the sixth or seventh that we're on now, but it's basically like it's pretty much in game. You know, yeah. we're, we're pretty much at that oh, point. One thing yeah. comes to mind, the Ordo Abakeo, right? Order out of chaos is their main mm. MO. So we definitely know there's what they're going to pull is definitely trying to pull an order out of chaos. You created the crisis. Exactly. Yeah, the guy, the guy mentioned that there is, um, they got ones that are human made that were reverse engineered. And then you have the mm -hmm. real deal. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. He confirms that the real deal do exist. And then you have these reverse engineers a re reverse engineered flying piles of crap. They get shot down by these military jets. Okay. Yeah. So the UFOs are real. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they're probably fallen angel tech, you know, Nephilim tech. And then yeah. they eventually shared with humans and human created these offshoots of them. Okay. But I think what they're going to do is they're going to use these offshoot human controlled, you know, drone looking UFOs. To shoot down uh, airliners and stuff like that, they're going to basically use them to attack ourselves because they yeah. have to keep the whole fear thing going. Because yeah. you know the UFOs, the actual, the real ones, they're not going to be able to make any moves until the hand of restraint is removed. Right. The real mm -hmm. deal is not going to show up to the devil; it's kicked down to the I earth. That. Yeah, exactly. So in the meantime, yeah. we're going to get their uh, opening act with all their servants yeah. making their own little flying saucers, <laughs> their own little crap mobiles. <laughs> Until the real deal shows up. And it begs the question, yeah. why couldn't they do it now? Why couldn't they have done it already? Because it's yeah, not time. Exactly. Because it's not exactly. time. <laughs> I know this is... Um, have you guys ever seen those uh, those sky cities, those pictures where they say it's like a refraction in the in the atmosphere and you can see on the clouds. There's like, it almost looks like a city on the clouds. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen I that. I did see that. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's actually been several phenomena of that where they have taken pictures of it. But that also, guys, could potentially just conjecture and speculation could just be, you know, uh, hologram stuff. So I would not dis, uh, discount holograms also being used. Speaking, oh, speaking of, they do it. Yeah, yeah, speaking of that. Yeah, speaking, you, I know exactly what you're talking about. Ah, good segue. <laughs> we have something. Good segue. We have something that was presented on Twitter. I can't vet this thing. I don't know where it came from. It seems like it's somewhere from the Mideast based off of what I see here. You guys can make your own assessment on this, but it is very interesting. Uh, here it is right now. I'm going to pull it up. Uh, we don't know what this is, but apparently people are... People are looking at it. See, looking that, at that, it that, that's what I'm looking for right here. People, all these people are staring at it right now. So it's not, you know, it's not something that's 
somebody's doing with their phone or an editing program because it's it's commanded the attention of everybody in this parking lot. When it starts to pan over to the right, you see how people are staring at it. Right. Everybody can see basically the same thing. So this is not mm. somebody doing this on their phone. And it's not post-processing. And it's not like a filter on somebody's phone. This is everybody you'll see here. I mean, every single one of these people are looking at that. So, Right. Yeah. Something we don't know what it is. We cannot. We I don't even I don't even know if we can even speculate what that is. I don't think I know, right? this video out said what it is either. I mean, yeah. I'm going to put something out there. I think it's a planetary body in front of the sun, but that's all I. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, that's my own opinion on it. That's it. I'm not is saying it, that's what it is. But you pos- uh, phonetic alphabet X-ray. Just saying. So, is that, is that what, you, what you might possibly think? Hmm. When did this happen? I don't know. You don't know when this happened? I don't know. Any, no, this just came out, though, on, on yeah. Twitter. If you guys, anybody sees this, everyone in the crowd, right? We're all eyes and ears, right? If you see this somewhere, you can find this information. Send it over to us. Let it. We, we want to know. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to know about it. Um, I mean, this is, not, this is not a normal eclipse uh, with with the, with the moon that we know of that we have um uh, because that is is much bigger it's like it's actually looks like the same exact size um mm-hmm. from the earth as the sun does because it's uh, 400 times smaller but it's also 400 times closer exactly <laughs> and that's not a coincidence by the way <laughs> so um, this is not the moon as we know it. This is, if it is a pl- some kind of body in front of the sun, it's either um, you know the, the same size or closer to us than the moon and much smaller than the moon, or it's farther away from the moon and and you know bigger. So let's just say it was like the same distance as the moon was from the Earth. It would have to be about um, you know about what a third of the size of the moon in order to show up like that. Cause it's only covering about one third of the, the surface area. Mm-hmm. But if it's uh, you know, say two times away from the, from the, uh, from the moon, then it would be uh, two thirds the size of the moon. And let's just say it's like farther out to like maybe the orbit of Venus or something like that. It would, if it was in the same orbit of Venus, this thing would dwarf Venus. This thing would be so big because we know how v- big Venus is. It's a, it's a bright dot in the sky. It's the brightest dot in the sky. It's the mm-hmm. brightest one. You can see it at night every night now, and you can see Jupiter below it. Um, but think about how big this thing would be if it's that far away. I mean, that is a – this could be a massive thing, or it could be a smaller thing if it's closer. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on like that, and uh, there's actually several channels that I have subscribed to that keeps tabs on things in the sky and you know as being someone who really enjoys doing a lot of vfx and video editing i can i have a pretty discerning eye to be able to kind of go well, through some of these things what do you think about this still and, uh, right here michael that the, the i mean i think it's like, it's if it is vfx it's it's real it's pretty eye. good you know but the fact it's that's the thing like some things are really obvious to me sometimes i can look at something and i can explain it like this type of layering they're using using luma mask and stuff like that and because i work with that kind of stuff all the time but 
There's things like this that I've seen from this and other things, especially within the last two years that really do hit the realm of unexplainable. And I think that's what's very interesting about it because it's, you know, we live in such an age of information where things can be edited and altered. But when you hit that moment where it's like, well, this really could be something real, it really makes your mind wander and be like, I wonder what that is, you know? Like I, I told Brother Greg about this before. Uh, I was on the way to the Dollar Tree where I live at, and it was a real weird, cloudy kind of day, and there was a break in the clouds, the cloud canopy. And, um, you know, you can take them. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me or believe me. That's fine. But uh, I know what I've seen. And when I've seen exactly at that right vantage point between the break in the clouds, there was a cube, just a actual cube. It was sitting in the clouds, but it wasn't like solid where it had metal sides. It was almost like mirrored. It was like a mirrored looking type cube, just perfectly sitting there. And by the time I looked over to my wife, I was like, look, as she was driving, I was like, you got to see that. And we already had passed the vantage point to where you could see that break in the cloud. And I was like, what was that? You know, <laughs> I had never seen anything like that in my entire life. You know, and I've seen some pretty strange things, especially when I was in the army. But this was totally something I've never seen before. And I was, I, it just definitely makes you wonder. And that's the, that's what I was, me and my wife were talking about that. I was like, you know, you go back far enough and you take our laptops or, you know, our cameras and my lights that I have set up and you show it to someone, they're going to think it's sorcery and magic and, and try to like, how'd you fit all those tiny people in that screen? You know, so we're going to, they're going to see, right? Cause we're going to be with the Lord. They're going to see things that are so much more advanced than that they could ever imagine. I think it's going to perplex the mind. You know, what, to the point to where they're not even my now. mind right now, Michael, though, is like, see this, see that dark spot. See, it, it goes mm. away. The one yes, at the, moving. Towards the it's like moving. one o'clock, it starts with the still that Greg had there with it being uh, like blacked out at, at there. And then it slowly went away. What, what, what was that? Yeah. Man, that could have been a, someone in the comments. Yeah, someone in the comments like it looks like an eye, and I was like thinking to myself, I was like watching, yeah, watching him try to say, uh, I don't, I've, I don't watch Lord of the Rings, but it reminds me of that that real wicked eyeball, you know what Greg, I mean? Do you that rewind to the eye. start again. Rewind it to the start because I want to, I want to, I want to see, like right they there, do at they one o'clock, it's dark, and then you can see it start to close and close and close up, mm -hmm. and then. It the black thing between the edge and the center goes away. Yeah, yeah. What what is that? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it is very strange and um, very strange mm -hmm. indeed. But I mean, things like this are like the sky cities, and they'll try to or like these uh, different type of rainbows and things like that. And it's like, what are they talking about? And I've seen uh, light shafts in the sky videos where light shafts where it's like. You see the light, and it's the they start bending, right? And I, and they they try to say it's you know ice crystals and the clouds and whatnot. But I'm like, wouldn't that be something crazy if they really had something cloaked right there, and the and it's slowly flying by, and the light is just bending and refracting around it, real strange, like because like if it was orange. ice crystals, you know, and. And if it was truly ice crystals refracting the light, then you would think you would see the whole cloud moving. 
It's really but, strange, but, but it's like totally still. It's like totally well, yeah, still. Yeah, it's strange that it makes that circle in the middle of it, and it looks very circular. And then it just kind of we. I mean, we're watching it for like almost almost a minute, I suppose, where it's exactly like this. Like it's not changing really here. It's yeah, just kind of like a donut. You know, it reminds me, Greg, it reminds me of the interview you had that I had on the this last episode of The Truth is Out There, how um, that gentleman was saying, oh, you know, they always try to explain it away as swamp gas or or <laughs> some type of strange phenomenon, you know. Planet something, Venus. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. Oh, you've seen, you know, a flock of geese in the sky or something. That's yeah. like, what? So like, how weather is that even possible? Yeah, weather balloon, that's my favorite. Yeah, weather balloon. <laughs> weather balloon you, know, you, know? you know what's interesting is, if you had a craft that was that big, would you be able to fly it over there and center it right in the center <laughs> of the sun where it could be centered from that far away? How would you be able to tell when yeah. you're in that craft, whatever sensors, you're controlling? I mean, that thing is centered perfectly. It's almost yeah. like it has to be controlled from this vantage point here. Yeah, yeah. I was about the vantage point. Because yeah. if you're, like, controlling that thing, that thing looks like it's, like, what, like 120 miles away, something like that. So it's it's probably really huge. But the fact that it's there, and plus, not just that, but the sun, look, look at the time of the day. When the sun's that big, when it's that low, it goes down quick. That mm-hmm. thing is staying centered. That thing is moving with the sun. Right. And yeah. staying centered in front of that sun as the sun's going down. That's a good point. Because the sun mm-hmm. is it is is not staying exactly in the same place because there, of course, the earth, earth is rotating. There'll be people, oh, the earth's not moving. Oh, whatever. Get over yourself. Um, but the but the sun is is appearing to move downward, and that thing is appearing to stay right in the center of it. So it's moving downwards somewhat. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, Very interesting. I like the video because it, because and I also like what Michael's saying. It's like you think this is interesting. Wait until the tribulation. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's going to be some really crazy things going going on, and people yeah. are going to be so afraid of what's coming upon the earth, they're going to want to die. Yeah, and it right. just reminds me, Kevin, what you said earlier about you know they'll take a day's wages right to eat. Yeah. And you know what that sounds like? It sounds like forced labor or a slave labor yeah. type situation. Right. You know, you're just basically working like in a what Bob may have said earlier about a concentration camp, right? Yep. Because, you know, from my research back in the past going over that stuff, you know, they only gave them one meal a day. Just one. Right. Yeah, that's the whole thing that happened with uh back in Germany. Okay, very, yeah. very, very tiny meals. Very, yeah, I mean, it was like five to seven hundred calories from five seven hundred calories, cold beans, okay, kind of crazy stuff like that. You know, real fast. Uh, since you're mentioning that, I had this question up from Elizabeth. It says, um, "Where's that one at? No, this one here. This one. Well, the earthly elites have to get the mark of the beast. Yes, okay, they're going to get the mark of the beast too because they're earthlings. They're human, still made in God's image, even though they're dirt bags." They're still made in God's human. I mean, they're still made in God's image. It so says these he, guys are persecuting us right now, maybe even flying that craft. Who knows? When the it causes all great and small. Yep. To yep. take the mark. All. And great, all. Free and all. Rich and poor, free and bond. That's right. That's everybody. You're small or great. You're a great, great That's influence. Everyone. Huge billionaire. I'm a Donald Trump. I'm not taking that mark. Well, no, you're taking it. You're human. You're taking it. Okay. There's no exemptions. 
There's no exemption letter for the mark of the beast, okay? Right. The Bible says in Revelation 3.10, it's a time of testing for all those who dwell on the earth, not just for the the ruling class elite that can hide on the ground. No, it's for everybody. Everybody will get tested, which means everybody will face the mark of the beast if they're around long enough, unless they die for some reason, some natural disaster or trumpet judgment or something like that. These people will willingly do that because they'll be worshiping the Antichrist. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're going to believe that he is the Messiah. So they will willingly take his mark. They won't be forced to take a mark. As a matter of fact, no one is going to be forced to take the mark. Okay? He says, it doesn't say he forces all. He says he causes all. Why? Because they put his their trust in him. Because they're worshiping him as God. Mm-hmm. Because he's declared himself as God. And they believe the lie, and they're not believing the truth, which is Christ. Those who believe the truth will be beheaded for their faith. He wants to be worshipped. That's it. The Antichrist will overcome the saints. Okay, right. That's what it says. And, and but they're they're not he, the saints aren't being overcome to the second death. <laughs> no, first death. That's that, right. that that's that death is is way more meaningless than the second death. The people who are taking the mark of the beast are are uh, sealing their their second death fate. Yeah. Right, and uh, basically we and the Bible says that unless these days be short in Matthew twenty four thirty one, unless these days be short, no flesh would be saved. So, uh, last time I checked, these global elite they're made out of flesh, right? Mm-hmm. So they won't be saved either. That's right. So what's coming upon this world of fallen angels? Satan, Satan doesn't win until every human is dead. That's what he wants. Once all humans are dead, he wins. Okay, right. that's what he's trying to do. So that's why Jesus has to shorten those days, which means we might be looking at, you know, a new Shemitah cycle beginning here on the 23rd. Someone's asking me. I'm just going to go with the 23rd, the latest date. Okay? Yeah, that's right. It's on one. It is. And uh, we might be looking now. Could be tomorrow or the 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might be April. Might be May. Okay. Might be Feast of Trumpets. Who knows? I don't know when the rapture is going to be. All I can tell you is when the seven-year cycle begins. Is someone trying to, to, to pin you down to a date of the rapture, Bob? <laughs> no, they always try to pin me down, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. I, 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 I don't get that finite with that. I don't get that detail. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you I will. Can, I think that's that's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, there you go. There's my quote. I like that quote. Yeah, personally, this is my favorite watch time of the year. Every is it? Yep, yep. The, 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 the old, uh, the old Nissan one Passover unleavened bread first uh, uh, feast of uh, first fruits. No, I don't go into it to that level. I just purely look at Isaiah forty six ten when God said He declares the end from the beginning. So oh, nice. when mm-hmm. I when I look at the glorified body, there's only one time in Scripture there was a glorified body given, and it was at the resurrection. So I am looking towards a specific time that I'm most excited about. I'm not saying it has to be that, but God, you know, the, it does say in Scripture that God declares the end from the beginning. So that's why I get so excited nice about them. Passover. Sure, absolutely. Okay. All right. So what do you think? Uh, one more, Bob, or we're going to wrap sure. it up? We can do one more. Why not? We could do a Why little not? bit of uh, 
<laughs> a little bit of uptime over time. Yes. I've got a question here that uh, we haven't done yet. Oh, that's a great. We should definitely close with this one. Who wants to take a swing at this? How bad is it going to get before the rapture? Really <laughs> bad. It's going to get bad. It's not called it's not called hard puzzle for nothing. Yeah, you got to be removed out of the way forcefully. Mm. You know, like someone's spearing you before you a car hits you. Yeah, it's going to get pretty right. close. I mean, we're going to yeah. smell the exhaust of this yeah. thing. It's like Lot, you know, being forcibly taken by the angel's hands and dragged out of Sodom yeah. and Gomorrah. It'd be smelling different from the Lord, though. <laughs> I mean, like to wait to the very last second at the perfect time in order to get a, Look, if you're talking about a forceful escape, right? It's got to be pretty bad to, to have a forceful escape. I mean, yep. it can't be you know, if everything's hunky dory. And believe me, things have gotten worse real quick. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. We, we can see this trajectory, and th- this is just the beginning of these sorrows, okay? So, I mean, Greg, you pointed out some things about the banging system. Bob's talked about the banging system look, linked with biometrics and so forth. We've talked about all, all these things that this world has got in store for the earth dwellers who are here. That We're on the cusp of all those things actually, like, being rolled out. I mean, Greg just talked about this Fed dollar, basically. Uh, Fed payments and stuff that's coming in July. So this is not far away. Okay. This is, Mm -hmm. these things are starting to, to really increase in rollout. So how close are we to the total manifestation to all these things? I mean, not, not very far away. I mean, we're not talking about five, 10, 20 years. We're talking about a couple of years max when all these things are going to be in motion. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'd see uh, it could. I it's uh, the the fact of the matter is it's the 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 frequency it turns yeah. quicker and quicker, quicker yeah. like that roll of toilet paper at the end. It spins, <laughs> and every time it spins, something else happens. And when it really gets down to that last that last rip right there, it's gonna go. <laughs> And it's going to be like I mean look look at all the uh, look at all the legislation coming out and what I what do I what I opened with at the beginning of this uh, broadcast I said you know what I am just losing track of everything here mm-hmm, me too. I just want to, I, I just want to get to the point where you know I I just want to I don't know just pray, put praise and worship music on my channel you know just <laughs> don't, I'm like I, yeah. I'm watching this stuff man That's, That's yeah. funny yeah. like two days ago Bob I felt the exact same way I'm like. Man, you know what? I just really want to get off this this crazy train that was going on. I don't even want like I don't even want to look at it anymore. I was listening yeah. to something and I just shut it off and I'm like I can't even hear it. I yeah. can't listen. I can't do it. I cannot yeah. do it. You know, like a few hours later, I started looking at certain things again. But I mean, <laughs> but you know, you. you know, there was a you. there was a point, Bob, where I'm like. I think I'm done with this. I just yeah. like don't even want to look at this stuff. Yeah. I don't even want to know it or look at it anymore. Then I thought to myself. Well, hold on a second here. You can't do that. You 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 got to watch. You got to be watching, yeah. and yep. you got, and you have to let people know what's going on too. So yeah. you know, it's kind of like a burden, but at the same time, it does kind of weigh on us. I think that you yeah. see that too with a lot of different people that are are like watchers and preachers these days. Is that you watch their messages and they'll tell you during the messages like, "I don't even want to preach this. It's yeah. it's it's just so dark and it's so." bad that things are going on but i have to tell you as a watchman 
I suppose it's just the balance, right? Because whenever yeah, yeah. we take our eyes off the Lord, and and it's so easy to do because we're like, well, we're watching because of the Lord, right? But it's like we can almost, in a sense, trick ourselves into thinking that what we're doing, watching sometimes in excess, is a good thing when mm-hmm. in all reality it's not a good thing. So there's right. always a balance, but the Lord is so good just like – you know what Kevin, Bob, Greg, myself mentioned before. You you'll feel that that tug from the Holy Spirit when He's telling you like, "Hey, it's time to time to disengage from this. Yeah. Get recentered upon Me. Think about Me. Pray. You know, read Your Word." And it's so awesome because I actually just came out of one of those. Um, man, I took probably like six or seven days where I would only read the little tiny headlines. That's it. Mm-hmm. I would read it in the morning and at night and I would just listen to praise and worship and I'd just been reading the Bible because I had, guys, I was getting worn out. Yeah. I was like, I, I got to unplug from this crazy train. I felt the Lord putting it on my heart to unplug from the crazy train. So I was like, all That's right, so Lord. You know. all, all of us are feeling the exact same thing during the exact same week. It's just like, Oh man, enough is enough. It's just like, I, I we're just, it's getting, it's getting difficult. Yeah. To even want to keep up with it anymore because it is so like it is so dark, you know. It's just yeah. so dark. You know, remember we talked about when um when we went off the air last week, Kevin. You know, it's like here we are in uptime and we are dealing with all the end time stuff taking place right now, encouraging the body of Christ, getting people ready for the rapture resurrection, getting ready for the end of the age, new dispensation. But remember I said, well, after the tribulation, we're in the millennial reign. Everything's great, you know, but that then the millennial reign, Satan's loose for a while. That's right. And now we're going to see this whole thing just repeat again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, what I tell you, Jesus is going to have a meeting with the four of us. Four of us will show up at the temple, and Jesus go, "Hey guys, uptime is back. <laughs> <laughs> uptime is back." Yeah. They're like, "Get back, get back to work," because yeah. now you got all the people being deceived. And you guys were the act- You guys were the ones that were. Year a thousand years ago, watching all this stuff, people don't. People may not want to listen to somebody who's born seven hundred years from now. They want to hear somebody that was in the thick of it a thousand years ago. That's yeah, right. that's that's, you know, a, that's a very a interesting observation. I like that. Yeah. I thought so too. I was like, you know, that's a there's a parallel there with the dark yeah. time. It's getting darker, I, I, and now all of a sudden I, Satan's loose for a little while, and people are getting deceived. It's like, okay, we got to bring back uh, the uptime team and. And have them start warning people again about what's going on. <laughs> See, this yeah. was all a thousand years, the exact same thing. Let yeah. me tell you how they did it a thousand years ago. You remember? I said, I said, I'm in, Bob. I'm in. Yeah. If Greg's right. in, I'm in. I, I'm in. <laughs> right. Yeah, amen. Yeah, that, that is true, though. That's that's a good point because I mean, that's what I think is so unique about our our life and our experience and where the Lord. Because I I just don't think anything. I don't believe anything's chance, guys. I think God had put you in the families that you were supposed to be put in. I believe we're all born at specific times we're supposed to be born in because God's a God of order, right? He knows the end from the beginning. Everything mm. is like this massive, awesome story, right? I think it's in Second Corinthians somewhere where it talks. Uh, Paul talks about us being like living epistles right our stories our testimonies are it's all it's because we are filled with the spirit right just like the prophets of old you know they had the written testimonies and the scriptures god's using each one and every one of us and it's going to be so amazing to see in a in an eternal aspect of how that's going to be exercising you so to sit there and speculate that maybe 
will be used for a time such as this in the future, it makes total sense. It really does make sense. But yeah. I mean, the end, God declares yeah. the end from the beginning. And that's why Passover was always so powerful to me because not only do we have one time in Scripture where the body is glorified, but we have the one time in Scripture where God said, it is finished. So that's that's the ultimate end right there. <laughs> it Amen. is finished. Amen. You guys are awesome. Um, well, we thank you all for coming on for Uptime. We thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to all of you. You are very important, uh, all of you. Uh, you were born for a purpose. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and the Lord loves you. And uh, we're going to continue to watch, see what's going on, obviously, um, keeping it up to what's going with what's going on in the world. Let it not bog you down, folks. If it's too much, stay away from it. Get back into your word. Get back into prayer. Uh, that's our message to you right now. Um, but, yeah, definitely, um, you know, keep keep in prayer. And uh, we'll, we'll continue to pray for you. And uh, you're on the prayer list. So um, thank you all. Thank you all for coming on. And we appreciate it. God bless you. And uh, Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Otherwise, we'll see you in the air. Bob, you want to close us out with your uh, – we'll see you on the air or – Say, hang in there, for we are almost finished. Amen. 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 <laughs>